Hi, this is Denna Hornby, and you're listening to The Calling, where we explore the lives of people who've been called to various types of ministries in their churches and their communities. Today, we're here with Addison and Logan Schock, who are the pastor and director of ministries at Tennessee Tech Wesley Foundation. Introducing you to local church and community leaders, The Calling. Welcome, Addison and Logan. Hello. Hi. So tell us, what is a Wesley Foundation? I'll take this one. Um, uh, Wesley Foundation is the United Methodist Campus Ministry um, to Tennessee Tech University. Um, and uh, maybe this is more than you want at this point, but we, we say that we exist to engage young adults in Christian community um, to love God and love others. Uh, so that's kind of our goal. We're presence for students at Tennessee Tech. And do you work there together? We do. Um, we both work full-time. Addison serving as the pastor, and I serve as the director. Um, so technically, he's my boss, uh, which is fine. <laughs> Some days. Well, I would say that actually isn't true, but it is what it is, thankfully. How does that work, uh, working together, being a married couple? Very fluidly. Fluidly. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a lot of defined roles. That's one person always is doing this thing mm-hmm. or the other. There's a lot of um, I think blending of where are our gifts and a lot of things we've learned about each other that we've been able to bring into our position and kind of mm-hmm. play off each other's strengths and learn and grow in each other's areas of growth or weaknesses. Or weaknesses, yeah. <laughs> My weaknesses, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a perfect partnership. Okay, so before the show, I went online and I was looking at your bios. You're on the staff page of Tennessee Tech, <laughs> and I'm I'm very interested in a a couple of things that you listed, Addison. <laughs> First, you say that you love to not eat sugar. That's true. <laughs> How is it exactly that you don't eat sugar? Um, with uh, a lot of diligence. Um, uh, no, so basically, it's processed sugar. Here we go. I'm about to go all into this. Um, basically, processed sugar, and so trying to cut out even hidden sugars and things like. Bread or other, so not just like not eating cupcakes and drinking soda, but um, not eating other things that have sugar that's not in its natural state. So I eat fruit okay. um, and we'll eat a little bit of honey and stuff. But um, if any students are listening right now, they're so annoyed that we're talking about this because it always finds a way in the conversation. <laughs> so I apologize. Uh, we watched a documentary a couple years ago that yeah. shook us pretty hard on of sugar and yeah. Addison stayed really strong. <laughs> okay, good. That's great. Mm-hmm. So you say also that you suck at video games. I do. I do. I, I never played them growing up, never had a game system, and so I'm getting better. Um, I'm, I have good teachers in, uh, in young folks. So And portion control. Uh, I'm very bad at that as well, uh, which is something <laughs> I'm working on. Um, so I really like to eat, so I, uh, I'm trying to eat. Uh, more responsibly, okay. I guess is the way to word that. Well, that's so. a good example for the students. Some days. Uh, yes. I'm not sure if it's being um, taken into account. Uh, and I, I wouldn't either in some cases because I remember when I was uh, 19, 20 years old, I, uh, let's just say that I really enjoyed sugar. So Okay. And it also says that you suck at softball, mm-hmm. front squats, mm-hmm. applications, and texting. Those are all that's, – that is – Accurate in every all way. All things mm-hmm. that you suck at. Yes. So um, tell me about texting. Have you ever texted the wrong person? Uh, I, it's more, yes, is the short <laughs> answer. Um, but it's also more that I just, I've begun in a bad way to treat texts like emails in some sense. So like right now on my phone, I have a lot of texts that haven't been opened or read. Oh. Uh, 
And it's, I don't know if it's a, a busyness thing or if I just, it's anyway, I don't, I don't like to text very much. Um, I really like to text when I had my old flip phone because really? I could text a lot faster, but on the iPhones I can't, or any smartphone I can't text well. So so you could text faster when you had to press CCC? <laughs> well, no, I, I, I had the T9. Uh, okay. So it, like I was, predictive I could text. do it in my pocket. I was <laughs> okay. good. I was All really right. good at it. So. <laughs> but yeah. So if, if, if anybody's texted me in the past or today, I'm sorry I haven't responded. Okay. Okay, it says that you like rock climbing, mm-hmm. fly fishing, and other sports. Mm-hmm. So do you rock climb in the area? I'm from Monterey, so there's mm-hmm. Monterey Crag. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do. Um, that's something we both we both enjoy. Um, and just kind of healthy outlets for us. We're in a beautiful area for that. And so it's healthy outlets for us to rest and to um, kind of enjoy being outside. and something that we've we've enjoyed for a long time. Are you able to pull the students into that as well? Yes. Um, uh, yeah, we are. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, you have ones who, who take to it more than others or who desire to more than others. Um, and then ones who just want to play video games and that's what I'm really bad at. So we're, we balance it out. Um, no, yeah, it's, uh, it's something we always try and like in the summers, we always on Thursdays do something outside. So whether it's go to a waterfall or go, we went kayaking last week on the Caney Fork and, um, just get to do things outside to enjoy being outside. Okay, and you really like to organize? Um, I do, and maybe that's when I get, we're just, I'm laying it out. Maybe that's when I get stressed <laughs> out more than anything. Yeah. I really like organization. Um, what do you and, like to organize? Um, everything, um, to an extent. Okay. And it's funny, and this is in the dynamics of, of mine and Logan's marriage, uh, there are certain things that we like to organize, but they're the opposite of each other, or they're different. And so oh. even to the point of like, this is sort of organization, when I get home, Yes. There are certain lights in the house that I like really need to have on in order to be able to relax and be in a, a good space. And so okay. if those lights aren't on, then I'll turn other ones off and then turn those specific lights on. Okay. Um, Yeah. It's like an ambiance thing? Yes, I guess. Uh, that's me. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Now we got on that. <laughs> <laughs> and Logan, it says that you enjoy yoga. Reading, and I'm specifically interested in onions. Oh, it me that too. You enjoy onions? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. There is like not a meal I know about that couldn't be complimented by onions. Okay. They're just so good. So and do you cook a lot? I do. I do. Indeed. I like to cook a lot. I cooked a lot at home before, um, before Wesley, because now we cook for numbers of students every week. I mean, our meal... That we have on Wednesday nights, we prepare for 75 students. Oh, wow. And so a lot of times after like hours and hours in the kitchen every week for that, I'm like, I tone it down a little bit at home, <laughs> but right. I do still, I cook a lot of onions. So do you cook <laughs> meals for the kids through the week then? You said Wednesday nights. Are there other we meals? We do. Yeah. So um, First United Methodist Church, one of the local congregations in Cookville, um, they provide through different members of their church or people that they've reached out to in the community. They provide a free Sunday night meal to our students every single week. Um, which is such a gift to them and to us um, to be able to offer something that we didn't have to be the people searching to provide. Um, and then Wednesdays as well. And then there's always like a holiday or some event or something going on where there's, we always say there's never a normal week. Right. Um, and so we usually have something else during the week where we're in the kitchen or. But the students can come by Wesley and there's typically food there if they <laughs> Absolutely. don't have money for groceries <laughs> that week. Yeah. We have a pretty large existing kitchen and they know it's, Free game pretty much all the time. They always say like college students will come for free food and it's true. (laughs) 
After a short break, more conversation with Addison and Logan Shog. We're back with Addison and Logan Shock of the Tennessee Tech Wesley Foundation. And Addison, you mentioned in your bio that you enjoy lovingly debating with college <laughs> students. I can't imagine that. How yeah. does that work? Um, very lovingly. Um, <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I think that one of the things in our in our job that we have the opportunity to do is to offer perspective, um, okay. and particularly for students who. And and as if I, as I did as well growing up, um, I came from a household that had. Um, you know, I, I kind of mimicked what I was told and what I was taught and, right. and, um, and that's great. I'm so grateful for my parents for what they taught me and what they, um, uh, showed me. But, uh, within that, there came a time when I needed to begin to think on my own for things. Sure. And so a lot of what we, when I say lovingly debating, what I get the opportunity to do is to, um, offer perspective to students and maybe something, uh, in showing them something they haven't thought of before or a different way of looking at things, uh, which, um, often term, turns into um, when I uh, this this kind of um, reflexive understanding of of what they have heard in the past, as opposed to a reflective um, right. uh, understanding, where they begin to regurgitate what they've heard. Right. Um, and what we want is to reflect on what they've heard and to really synthesize that with what maybe they're engaging that's different or new, and to begin to figure out what they think on their own. And so. Um, Sometimes that takes the form of a debate and, sure. and and lovingly, most times what it is, is just offering perspective and allowing them and telling them, I, I'm never trying to get you to believe what I believe. Um, I want you to think on your own and I want to put you in a place where you can have conversation and engage in different perspective. And then from there, um, have the tools and ability to decide for yourself what you believe and what you think, whether it's about faith, whether it's about politics, whether it's about you name it. And so, um, you know. I, I jokingly say lovingly debate, right. but often that really is, it's really formative conversation for young people who have never um, maybe had another perspective. Right. This is a time in their lives when they are figuring out who mm-hmm. they are and what they believe. Mm-hmm. I can imagine at times you have some challenging conversations with mm-hmm. students and do you get many students coming to you for counseling type situations? We do. Um, and, uh, and And that's something where, we try and create an environment for that where we can um, honestly engage not just just us, but then their peers um, right. in meaningful conversations and in um, in being a listening ear to each other uh, and trying to create a space where they feel comfortable um, being vulnerable with each other. And right. and really, I think it's something with the um, the culture that we live in now with social media and so many things. I think a lot of and even us growing up um, are are kind of practice of engaging people in meaningful conversation and listening uh, has been lessened a little bit because we spend so much time communicating through a screen that we're looking at or with right. our thumbs. And right. so um, we try and create an environment where we can we, we can look at each other and engage each other in meaningful ways. Um, do students ever come to you and say, look, I, I just don't know what to do? Absolutely. Um, I think we we talk often about how it's easy to have this idea that maybe the biggest struggle for college students would be kind of the wild temptations of what we think about college life sometimes, right. stereotypically. Um, but the majority of our students um, who come to us are dealing with anxiety or depression or loneliness, um, I think are the three things that, I mean, obviously there's a vast array, but that we've seen so commonly um, that people just need community and people need connection and um 
Yeah, I mean, there there are a lot of students in this time feeling so much pressure to have this be the four years where you figure out the rest of your life. Right. I think they feel like culture and I don't know all the outlets it's coming from, but everybody thinks you have to leave with a spouse and a career path and a place to live. And um, we always tell the or joke with them that if either one of us told had been told five years ago that we would be standing where we were today with each other Mm -hmm. in Cookville, Tennessee, that we would laugh and like (laughs) be like so scared about the possibility of that. But now that we're here, we wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And so, and if, if our job ceased to exist tomorrow, we don't know what we would do either. And, And life is the process of, trusting God and figuring out what it looks like moving forward. And so, yeah, that's a very common thing. Students coming, just saying like, what am I doing and where do I go? With anxiety, depression, and loneliness being key factors in the lives of college age students, is there a peer group at Wesley that helps them sort of build those connections? Yeah. um, One of the things that we do every week is um, we have a time for small groups Um, And so there are some things that that time is centered around, but the main goal of that is community building, peer relationship, trust, accountability, um, a place for people to come and feel like they have a family and a home away from home. Um, And we always say that's one of the most important things we do because um, we love for students to get to come to meals and fun events and worship services. um, But that is the time where you really connect with other people and and to hear someone say, me too, when you share something going on in your life. As opposed to just hearing someone from the front of a room tell you about a new perspective or way of life. Um, I think the connection that happens in those groups is so transformative and we found to be one of the most impactful things. I mean, we love to get to be in their lives as an older friend or mentor, um, but I think there's so much healing and growth and peer connection as well that's happening. In terms of helping them reduce their anxiety, do you do any sorts of fun activities or different things to sort of bring down the anxiety, maybe during finals week? Or? We do. We do. Um, and we actually, this is, uh, we have a leadership team. Um, this year it'll be about 25 students who are undergraduate students at Tech. Um, and they, all throughout the semester, we plan community events, or this leadership team does. And so um, that could be, you know, any random Thursday throughout the semester, ordering finals week. Right. But this past um, this past semester, the leadership team had the idea to have a petting zoo on our property. Nice. So we actually had 24 animals, ranging from a miniature cow to a llama. Um, nice. That were on our property, and we had a big we had popcorn and snow cones and a ton of food, and just kind of hung out. And uh, we had like I don't know, probably 180 students there. Um, it just came and petted animals and fed them ice cream cones full of animal feed and hung out. Um, nice. And that's one where we and our leadership team, when they when they program these events, the goal is is never to um, sell anything or have anybody. We don't expect anything. People are welcome to come and just enjoy two or three hours of being around folks and um, whatever the event is, um, just enjoying each other's company. I'm Dana Hornby, and this is The Calling. Our guests today are Addison and Logan Schock from the Tennessee Tech Wesley Foundation. And Addison would like to share a motivational moment. There's this this story in the Gospel of Luke. And if you grew up in the church or um, whether you didn't grow up in the church, wherever, um, you've probably heard of this story. But I want to focus on the beginning part of this story. Um, And uh, it's in Luke 10, 25 to 28. I'm going to read it here. It says, Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? 
He said to him, What is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? So we have the story of a lawyer, and he stands up to test Jesus. And ultimately, he gets to this question um, of asking, and who is my neighbor? Uh, I remember this time uh, going on a family vacation with my with my dad and my family, and we were in Louisiana on this small um, two-lane highway, and we were pulling into a town. Um, some people call these speed traps. Um, and so the speed limit goes 65, 55, 45, 35, really quickly. And we were in a line of cars, and we did not slow down at the speed that the city would have preferred. Um, so we're in this line of cars. We're like the 10th car in line. And me and my dad both at the same time saw this cop over to the side of the road. And we both kind of were like, well, we're definitely speeding, um, but everyone else is speeding, so we should be okay, right? Um, he flipped on his blue lights and uh, got right behind us, and it was clearly not okay. Uh, <laughs> he pulled us over, and I remember so vividly, my dad jumps out of the van before like the car stops. My dad jumps out of the van and starts walking back towards the officer, um, saying the whole time, there were 10 people in front of us who were going the same speed, and you pulled us over, right? He's so upset, um, so bummed about it. Um, and I say all that to say there was this justification that occurred for my dad and him saying, officer, everyone was speeding. So why did we get called out for this? And as I think about this story, I think about this idea of, of justification and how usually the things in my life that I need to justify um, are things that I'm aware of that maybe um, are not the best, um, are not the best decisions, uh, are things that maybe I'm doing that um, are wrong in some sense. Uh, what's interesting in the story is a lawyer it says again, wanting to justify his actions, he asks, and who is my neighbor? Um, in other words, he's asking, ultimately, who is not my neighbor? Who do I not have to love? Wanting to justify the way that he was living. Jesus goes on to respond um, to this story with the parable of the Good Samaritan. And he talks about this person who's been beaten up and left to the side of the road and robbed um, and, and did something very interesting to all of the Jewish people who would have been listening in basically saying that the person ultimately that came by and actually helped was the enemy of the Jewish people, being the Samaritans. And so ultimately articulating, it is the, it is the person that you least think would be the one to stop and help. Um, they were probably imagining that, that Jesus was going to say a Jewish person came um, and was stopping to help, but instead it was a Samaritan. Um, ultimately, I think the question from the man, who is my neighbor, um, it doesn't have merit when we think about the kingdom of God. Um, everyone is our neighbor. Um, we don't get to ask and we don't get to justify and say, well, who is not my neighbor so I can figure out who I don't have to love? Um, I think all too often we, and I'll speak to myself, I um, I don't love people and I justify that with with different means. Whether it's that, and, and we can speak honest about it, whether it's that they don't have proper documentation, whether it's that they... Um, have different political opinions than me. Maybe it's that they don't have the same religious views as me. Um, I use that as a justification to say, well, I don't have to love these people because fill in the blank. Um, I think the challenge is, and the thing that I continue to ask myself and I, I encourage and ask of you, um, is do you, do we have the courage um, to stop justifying our actions um, and to stop not loving people um, because of you name it.
I'm Dana Hornby, and this is The Calling. We're back with Addison and Logan Schock from the Tennessee Tech Wesley Foundation, and we have now our top five questions. Right. Addison and Logan, I'll ask you a question, and you have the opportunity to pass on one question. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? I, yes. Okay. Ready. What's on your playlist? Oof. You go first. Right now, Noah Gunderson. I'm listening to a lot of Noah Gunderson. Okay. And... um. Oh, gosh. Um, one of our students, Kelsey and I, we've had a big summer of cleaning out Wesley, and we've been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift. <laughs> nice. Um, Noah Gunderson as well for me. Uh, and then um, The Collection Band, which is an awesome band that you should okay. check out. And hopefully they may be coming back to Cokeville at some point soon. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. If there were a gag reel of your life, what would be on it? This could be a good pass, but I don't. I feel like we gotta we gotta answer it. You can go first again. Um, I have no idea. Um, probably. So I can. Well, I can think of one specific thing that should be on it. Um, when I was nine years old, I got kicked by a camel. Oh. Um, at a live nativity scene, the camel's name was Jazzy, and she kicked me in the ribs and then took off down the highway. Um. And I was dressed up in like a shepherd costume. It was just one of those moments where, looking back, I really wish I had like a a video of it with like drone footage from the top and yes. just the full. That should be on there. So you can't make that stuff up. You you actually can't. No. What about you, Logan? I'm having, I don't want to give a lame answer. Um, it's hard to follow up a kicking camel. I know. <laughs> um, I guess the thing that came to mind is um, a fishing trip. I'd never caught a fish until I was like 25. Um, oh, wow. But I went fishing a lot growing up in Florida, and um, I was fishing with a friend, and she got her hook stuck somewhere, but we couldn't find it, and we were looking forever and ever, and then it, we found out, like, probably an hour later, it was on my shirt, and oh, she no. had hooked me, and we had no clue. Oh. At least it was your shirt and not your <laughs> arm, right? Yeah. Okay, if you were arrested, what would your crime be? Hmm. You go first. Stealing onions. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, you have a free pass. Probably, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass. <laughs> I'm gonna pass. Okay. If there were a movie of your life, who would you want to play your part? <laughs> I love Queen Latifah. Nice. <laughs> it's her. <laughs> um, who would I want? Uh, probably Matt Damon, just because I just really love him so much. So. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the cleanest joke you know? Oh. I have a good one. Okay. I didn't do a pass. You're, you, I wish you, I could go back and retroactively pass. Can I have your pass? No, you're go right. Ahead. Okay. 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 I heard this joke from an elementary school camper I had one time, and it's one of my favorites. The joke is, what's green and has wheels? Hmm, I don't know. What? Grass. I was just kidding about the wheels. Oh. <laughs> That's very right. nice. I that, I love kids for that reason. Um, the cleanest joke that I know. This is like I have to I have to I have to I have to pull through in this moment, and I don't I don't know. Um, I'm just gonna let the silence hang and continue. Logan, do you want to give him your pass? You can do that. I feel so. I feel like I I need to like pull through in this moment, but I don't I don't know how to. Uh, to make that happen. We gotta get more jokes. Okay, I'm gonna give you one. Maybe this is my gift to okay, you today. Please. I feel so You lame. can take it back to the Wesley Foundation. <laughs> a horse walks into a bar. The bartender says, Hey, 
And the horse replies, sure. <laughs> That's good. That's You're welcome. And just for the record, it's not that I don't have uh, a bunch of jokes that aren't clean. I just actually don't, don't have, have any I just jokes. jokes. So just, I just want to clear that up. Right. <laughs> we know that. We know you're funny. Okay. Yeah. Well. Thank you. Thank you, Addison and Logan Shock, for your time today. Thank you for sharing your story on The Calling.